a quote from Mike Tomlin at today's media gathering regarding this controversy the Steelers too often create and have to deal with. Said Tomlin, quote, We realize oftentimes it may create a storm around us, but that's not us. We don't care. We can't care. We can't control it anyway. That is vintage Mike Tomlin's stupidity, and it just isn't true. The Steelers can control the storm by not creating the storm. If AB doesn't do Facebook Live, there is no storm. If Villanueva stays in the tunnel, there is no storm. If Mitchell doesn't try to menace Jacksonville's locker room before the game, there is no storm. If Vince Williams doesn't talk and talk and talk and talk, there is no storm. If the head coach himself doesn't look ahead to the second game with New England, that got canceled, you know, there is no storm. Tomlin is football smart, but he's otherwise mostly stupid. That quote and the notion, the clear implication that the media is at fault, that's the message there. Come on. That quote shows just how stupid Mike Tomlin can be. Guess what, Tomlin? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing, caught on a name you can trust. I mean, come on. That statement by Tom was designed to blame the media for the Steelers' storm. Uh, the story broke today, if you're just tuning in, that some of the Steelers' limited partners, in other words, guys with a small ownership stake, are going to go to Art Rooney and say, hey, fire Mike Tomlin. I believe the story because those guys are fans with money and fans with money always feel they should get their way. Witness how fans with money have absolutely ruined Pitt Athletics by suggesting absolutely the wrong thing to do and inexplicably Pitt went and did it. Art Rooney's not going to fire Mike Tomlin. And I hope he gives these limited partners a piece of his mind because the key word there is limited. They have no say. None. And you can't fire Tomlin when he makes the playoffs just about every year and when he has the second highest winning percentage among active coaches in the NFL. Since you wouldn't replace him with Belichick, who's number one, firing Tomlin would be would result in a step down uh, in your coaching office. Keep in mind, the Rooney philosophy has always been make the playoffs as often as possible because every time you do it's a crapshoot and sooner or later you'll get on a run and win a Super Bowl. That is what the Rooney family believes. And Mike Tomlin has delivered exactly on that promise. Makes the playoffs a lot. Won one Super Bowl, got to another. And if you think that's underachieving, I can name a lot of football franchises that would die for that level of underachieving. Could they have won another Super Bowl? Probably. But I remember when you all said that about Cower, too. And now I get tweets saying they should bring Cower back. And I don't sense he would have any interest 
in that whatsoever. I have major fault with Tomlin on a lot of issues. Look at the bad decisions he made Sunday alone. His clock management, it's like it's done by a brainless person. It's like somebody had their brain removed, splattered against the wall, and then they said to him, you do clock management. The onside kick stuff, ridiculous. The calls on fourth and short, and and don't forget, Tomlin's ultimately responsible for whatever's decided, because he's the head coach, just absurd. But they wouldn't get a better coach. And you might say, well, nobody thought they'd get a better coach when they replaced Kyer with Tomlin. Maybe their interview process was exhaustive and they really did get the right guy and knew it right then and there. Maybe they got a little lucky, which I suspect is the case. But taking precedence over any debate we could have about whether or not Mike Tomlin should be fired is they're not going to fire him. They're simply not. Not now and probably not ever. I suspect he'll retire as Steelers head coach, just like Bill Kyer did and just like Chuck Knoll did. Although Chuck, Chuck kind of got the Spanish archer, the elbow. Nobody nobody talked about it, but that, that's what happened. But they're not going to fire Mike. They're just not. So why debate it? I just laugh and laugh when I hear other shows debating the pros and cons when it comes to firing Tomlin. They're just not going to do it, so I debate it. It's kind of like the Pirates. What can they do to contend? They don't intend to, so why debate it? You know, one reason why I'm the best, and and I really am the best at this radio thing, especially here in Pittsburgh, not just now, but all time, when it comes to sports talk, because I understand what is and not what should be. I also understand how the teams in this town think, all of them. And there's no point talking about stuff they won't do. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to fire Mike Tomlin. The Pittsburgh Pirates are never going to spend enough money to be a legitimate contender consistently. And again, I I want to go over the Pirate thing one more time by way of rubbing it in because I was right and you were wrong. I'm smart, you're stupid. I'm rich, you're poor. I'm handsome, you are not at all attractive. The Pirates had a window wide open with a great core of players at the end of the 2015 season. They should have kept that team together. They should have gone out and augmented it by spending 25 or 30 more million and then tried to win from then through the end of Andrew McCutcheon's contract, which is, of course, this coming season. And then after that, they can cut the payroll to the lowest in baseball. And you couldn't fault them when they did that because they would have given it an honest effort. They would have given a very credible account of themselves in trying their best to win. But they weren't honest. They have no credibility. And now they're going to be crap, not just for a few years, but for a long time. Because the cycle will repeat itself where they draft prospects, trade for prospects, develop prospects, and then deal prospects before they become too expensive. And you might think, well, you know, we got three pretty good years out of that the last time. If you want to call those years pretty good without winning a playoff series, you, you know, that's, I expect more, but, you know, that's that's me because I'm a winner and you're not. But uh, in terms of 
that happening again? Do we really know all of these prospects are going to develop like all of those prospects? And the Pirates don't have a great track record for developing beyond a very small group of people. So I don't think that run of three years making the playoffs as a wild card is going to repeat itself. I think you're looking at at least another decade of crap. Big, smelly crap on the baseball field at PNC Park. And it won't be fertilizer. It'll be the Pirates. And once again, I told you so. I knew this would happen. I started talking about, boy, we, we need to get the tapes out. I may play entire hours from after the 2015 Pirates season. Entire hours. To make you feel bad because you deserve to feel bad. You deserve to feel stupid. Because I told you right then and there exactly what would happen, and here we are. Exactly what would happen, and here we are. The B team didn't. The Stooges didn't. Ah, this nice guy, ground ball pitcher, Vogie back in Pittsburgh. Yeah! And now look what happened. It's why I'm number one. It's why I am right. It's why they're the B team. And it's why you're stupid. 105.9 X. Now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, uh, Mark, second time caller. I love the show. I'd like to talk to Mark about Mark Andre Flurry. Pay attention, dumb skull, and talk. The X at 105.9. Tomorrow at 3.30, my guest is going to be MLB writer Buster Olney. He's one of the very best. Here's his latest piece on ESPN.com. It is headlined, Fans may never forgive Pirates for trading Andrew McCutcheon. Geez, that's good writing, Dickie. And I said earlier that the Pirates would have been better served since they got so little for Andrew McCutcheon. Keeping McCutcheon, letting him play out his deal here in Pittsburgh, and then he walks, and then the Pirates aren't the bad guys. Nor would Kutch be, really, but it would just be a mutual parting of the ways. But as it happens, the Pirates traded every Bucko fan's favorite player. And Buster's right. I don't think some Pirate fans will ever forgive the organization. Very interesting time here in Pittsburgh sports. It really is. And it really does make you appreciate how the Steelers and Penguins do everything within their power to win. They spend to the cap. They don't make hacky moves designed to save money and for no other reason. Oh, the Penguins have. Like the Yager for, I think, a lot of the same guys the Pirates got for Kutch. That deal back when. But I was there, and there was a plan in mind from the get-go. You know what I got to do? I cough and sneeze a lot. I might have, you know, some really incurable lung disease. We gotta clean the microphones in this studio. These microphones, it's like a like just something coming off them that makes me ill. I'll sue the station. I'll call Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman because they only want twenty five percent. The others want forty. The three wise men. Also, I want to uh, bring up again. We've been talking for the last couple days about. The Steelers loss. And uh, on Sunday after the game, DeCastro bitched about 
players looking ahead to New England. Don't forget the head coach did that too, David. And today, Ramon Foster criticized his teammates and their various distracting shenanigans. It's too late for that. You should have spoke out a long time ago, in private, in the locker room, and been leaders. You saw a problem, you should have fixed it before it was a factor in ending your season prematurely. DeCastro and Foster need to recognize that it's their locker room too. They didn't have to let the punks take over, but they did because they were allowed to. It's too late to bitch now. Uh, the breaking news today, Josh Harrison wants traded. Says that the Pirates aren't serious about contending. He wants out. Uh, Jay, hey, I hope you're listening too because it really is starting to look like the Pirates aren't serious about contending. And there's a story at ProFootballTalk.com that says some of the limited partners in Steelers' ownership are going to lobby Art Rooney to fire Mike Tomlin. That's interesting, but uh, Art Rooney will not fire Mike Tomlin, period. That is not even being remotely discussed or considered. You can't fire a guy that's won 48 games over the last four years and who has the second-best winning percentage among active coaches. You just can't fire that guy because whoever you replace him with will be a step down. I understand certain frustrations with Tomlin, but you just can't fire him. It said in that article that the limited partners are upset about Tomlin's clock management in the game's waning moments on Sunday. <laughs> really? Uh, welcome to the club. Unlike most of the country clubs and whatever you rich bastards belong to, the Duquesne Club, this one doesn't have very exclusive membership. Let's go to Nutting's Wallet. Always good to hear from Nutting's Wallet. You're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. I think the Pirates are going to compete this year because we got a couple former World Series winners from the Astros. Cuts, he's washed off. You thought this would be funny, didn't you? No, sir. You thought you'd call his Nutting's wallet. You thought you'd be funny, but it's failed miserably, and I'm very disappointed in you. Never call again. Once again, that is the enemy of us all. People who think they're funny that are not. Let's go now to a guy who is a proven very funny man. Calling from Sluggo's Bar. He is the Hebrew Hammer. Yak Shamash. Yak Shamash. Mark, uh, as I do my dishes here, I was listening and I feel compelled to call. You talked about DeCastro and him mentioning afterwards, and he should have stepped up uh, sometime during the season. But what I think is the problem is, is that he very may well be a, a minority in the locker room in regards to a lot of those guys don't think anything's wrong. A lot of those guys think that's just the way life is in the NFL and with the Steelers. And you know what? For them, they're right. I agree with that. It's gone on for so long, it might be too late for somebody to step up and eradicate or even put a dent in. Uh, I completely agree. So, I mean, he, he might have, I mean, he went to Stanford. He's a smart guy. Sometimes you kind of just know what you're up against, and it's just like, save your breath, because what's it worth? No, no, um, you're, you're totally right, Hammer. Let me throw out there, though. I said yesterday, and I say again today, they need to get rid of Mitchell, Bince, 
and the coach, Joey Porter, the assistant, and they not only need to do that, they need to make it clear why they were gotten rid of. You know, whether in private or in public, say, look, these guys talk too much and didn't do enough, and that's why they're gone. And maybe some guys they can't afford to get rid of, even though they talk too much, would fall into line. Maybe. Probably not, but... Don't you think it's worth a try? Uh, I think it's worth a try. They won't do it. Um, I don't know why they won. I don't know if they're going to say a lot of people. But it was interesting to see Heinz Ward brought back in. I mean, it, does that seem necessary? Well, I said earlier, Hammer, uh, the one thing the Steelers need less of right now is buddy system. They need to fire Joey Porter. But, but mark my words, they'll keep Joey Porter, and they'll hire my, Heinz Ward. Instead of less buddy system, they're going to go with more buddy system. Hey, last point here about back to the game on Sunday. The announcers, and I haven't heard anybody afterwards bring it up, but Fournette was not 100% when he came back. Right. He injured an ankle in the first half, but I guess over the course of halftime, he mostly recovered. I don't believe that. And, and the reason I don't believe it is, is because he wasn't himself in the second half, and it wasn't the Steelers' defense that was stopping him. So I guess my point is it could have gotten a lot worse, and they're kind of lucky that he got hurt. Well, um, they didn't need him to be in the second half what he was in the first half. He was still pretty good in the second half, don't you think? I mean, not 100%, but in that other running back, uh, what what was his name? Number uh, Yeldon. Yeldon. He was pretty good, too. Scored that one great touchdown. Well, yeah, I mean, Sunday's game, you can rehash it. Going back to Sunday's game again, that first excuse me, that first drive, the Jacksonville wasn't that was a complete. I love the guts that took. Uh, they knew that that was their chance. If they kick a field goal, they lose. And that's exactly why Tom would should have taken the ball when he won the toss. I agree. And uh, one last question: They came out and they ran play action on that Steeler defense. That Steeler defense acted like it had never seen play action before. What's your one last question? If you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear some flowers in your hair. (laughs) Zeppelin used to incorporate that song into the middle of the whole lot of love medley. If you get a chance, go go to... uh, and it's not the best live recording of Zeppelin. The best live recording of Zeppelin officially is uh, How the West Was Won, which is brilliant. But the soundtrack for Song Remains the Same, listen to the whole lot of love medley. It goes on forever, too long, really. Uh, the the Days the Confused version, the 20-minute uh, on Song Remains the Same is great. The whole lot of love medley isn't. But, uh, but they, you know, they... they Descend into Elvis. It's crazy. And yep, that that song, San Francisco, wear some flowers in your hair. Woman, woman, woman. I still think the greatest moment in music history is the moment way down inside. Woman, you need it. Bam, bam. Love. That wasn't bad. 105.9 The X. Abby. 
And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up? Super genius, how are you? Terrific. Did porn stars practice? Nope, they never have sex unless it's on video. The X at 105.9. I made a mistake. The snippet of San Francisco, Flowers in Your Hair, on Led Zeppelin's uh, Song Remains the Same, was actually in Dazed and Confused. So, there you go. Song remains the same, though. Not Zeppelin's best live recording. That would be how the West was won. Uh, Steelers signed Mike Hill to a one-year contract. Where the heck was he going to go? Had a pretty good season, though. Uh, Buster Olney is going to be my guest tomorrow to talk about the residue of the McCutcheon trade. And Olney says that Pirate fans may never forgive the Pirates for trading McCutcheon. But Peter Gammons at The Athletic did the company line column. This is the reality of a small market. The Pirates did what they had to do, blah, blah, blah. I wish that drooping, pathetic wax figure would melt already. It's not what they had to do. They could have built on that 2015 team for three years and contended like Houston, like Kansas City, and like Miami. Teams that recognize their window and maximize it, not get out and cut payroll while the opportunity is still there. I repeat again, if the Pirates would have kept their window open through this coming season, the last year of his contract, and then ripped payroll to the bare bones and started over, people would have understood that because that would have been an honest effort. The effort the Pirates made was minimal and not at all honest. 412-333-9939. Let's talk to Corey. Corey, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Uh, Big Sexy. What up? Question in regards to the Steelers. I think it's obvious that there are some coaching concerns, and I think you're absolutely right. There, no one's going to fire Tomlin. Uh, my question is, is being that he seems to be the guy that lets them pretty loose in the locker room and outside of that, he's no, not. No question. He has enabled a culture of chaos that I think added up and proved costly. And he's not, he's not going to change the way he does things. I, at least I don't, I don't see that happening. So does an offensive or defensive coordinator come in if they make a change and, and make a difference in that locker room? Or is that something that. How that can Holman's the coordinator gonna... make a difference in the locker room? Just like a Dick LeBeau type, for example, someone that has Dick LeBeau wasn't older. making a difference in the locker room by the time he left. So, so how do they change it if Tomlin's not willing? Well, to Well, you heard my technique? suggestion. I fire Joey Porter as a coach, and I cut Mitchell and Bince because they're the two guys who run their mouths a lot and don't get enough accomplished. And you I think- and I see if anybody takes notice of that, and I make it very clear that's why these guys got cut. Because they weren't showing up to work. I, I try to make the environment into work. Now, do you think that Rooney would, would go as far oh, as no, to no, say no, something to no. Tomlin about that? No, I think, all, I think all those guys will be back. No, what I'm asking is, do you think Rooney might say something to Tomlin or someone in a higher-up position in regards to how loose he keeps his locker room? As I've said many times, the Steelers' biggest problem is very often that they don't recognize when there's a problem. All the guys I said they should fire and cut, they'll all be back.
Maybe not Mitchell, but that'll be more because Mitchell was crap all year. Let's go to Jerry in Emsworth. Jerry, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Yeah, Mark, uh, this question normally would be reserved for a shrink, but I'd rather ask you. Well, that uh, makes it, sense. It, well, I, I respect your opinion more than them. So, And this is a serious question. I want you to explain to me why on that final touchdown pass, why was I honestly expecting a touchdown celebration? Why was I? Yeah, that's not an issue, brah. It's not an issue. No? The touchdown celebrations aren't an issue. Every team in the league does touchdown celebrations now. They're allowed to. It's just not an issue. If you want them to hand the ball to the referee and act like they've been there before, that ship has sailed and sunk. It's not an issue. If you want to say if you want to say that the offensive coordinator getting in a fight at a bar the night of a game is an issue, yeah, that's an issue. If you want to say that Mike Mitchell menacing the Jacksonville locker room before the game is an issue. That's an issue. If you want to say that Antonio Brown face, uh, live Facebooking in the locker room last year is an issue, yeah, that's an issue. The touchdown celebrations simply are not an issue, not in any remote way. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I want to go over this Tomlin quote one more time. It got him on the list earlier. Tomlin said, we may create, uh, we realize oftentimes it may create a storm around us, but that's not us. We don't care. We can't care. We can't control it anyway, unquote. What Tomlin's doing there is blaming the media for taking note of his franchise's stupidity. Whether it's a mascot like Joey Porter or an idiot player like Vince or uh, Mike Mitchell Tomlin wants to blame uh, Villanueva in the tunnel. All the chaos that permeated the Steelers' bell, demanding money a couple days before the game against Jacksonville, that's Tomlin trying to blame all that on the media. And anybody who buys that's an idiot. i got to be honest. Mike Tomlin is obviously a very good football coach. When I hear him talk about issues that aren't directly tied into X's and O's, he strikes me as one of the biggest idiots that's walking the face of the earth. To blame... The chaos that you enable on the media, that's just stupid. And anybody who buys it is stupider still. But isn't that what he's doing? We can't control it. Sure you can. Don't cause it, you jackass. On the other hand, Ryan Clark says today, quote, Mike Tomlin is without a doubt one of the best, most unique head coaches ever. I'd run through a wall for him, unquote. Yeah, Ryan, I seem to recall you causing your share of distraction here in Pittsburgh, too. Coaches like players, excuse me, players like coaches who let them get away with stuff until you're done playing and you realize you could have made more money and you could have won more. Like I keep saying, in New England, they show up for work. In Pittsburgh, they show up for super crazy happy fun time. Skippity-doo. It ain't work here. It's it's a job because you get paid for it but they don't show up to work here in Pittsburgh. I'm right about this. This ain't debatable, okay? You look at New England and the way they approach their jobs and Pittsburgh and the way they approach their jobs, there's no comparison. One team is more businesslike. The other team has more fun. The team that makes it into work wins a lot more. That's fact and certainly not fiction. 
It's not time to ask Mark anything, and I'm giving away another 1000 bucks at the top of the hour, so do stay tuned. Ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX.